I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is Wednesday, March 3rd. It has been GDP Day here in Australia, and it was a pleasantly strong GDP report. I'm Scotty, and I'm joined here with an expert to be able to go and unpack that report and everything else that we saw today. Annette Beecher joins me. Annette, how are you? Ah, we are well. Well, we do like an upside surprise. There's always a risk that GDP, it's so old, let's face it, October, November, December last year. But we always like an upside surprise, and for the right reasons, consumers powered ahead and contributed, you know, I'd say a good third of that growth. Yeah. And we saw the savings ratio down from 18.7 percentage points down to 12 percentage points. Still lots of gas in the tank. I saw uh, something the CBA went and wrote about in official statistics at the end of the year, about 120 billion in excess savings. And I emphasize with excess savings. So mm-hmm. we are cashed up and ready to go and mingle and spend. Are we <laughs> going to do it? Well, we've demonstrated yes, and I think what we might see going forward is maybe a little less things and a little more fun things to do. And the problem with that is the monthly retail sales report only tells us about things. So we may have to even more wait for every three months to find out what consumers are really spending their hard-earned on. I love spending things on services. Get out there and uh, see a country first and foremost and do the bit to go and help this recovery process. Look, uh, the local market was already up before the, uh, the, 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 re- the report was released, but uh, a nice sort of cherry on top for the session. I noticed that uh, consumer discretionary had a reasonable day, but not really surprising. Financials had a pretty decent day as well. Like when you get confirmation that economy is starting to go and really show signs of recovery, uh, that's generally good for banks. So it was uh, interesting to see they outperformed uh, over 1% for the session. But we can't go past what was going on with resources now they lagged yesterday mind you but big gains today huge increases when it comes to base metal futures contracts and bulk commodity uh, contracts in china today um, really feeding into that cyclical recovery story isn't it it's a it's actually good because we one thing that not many people talk about gdp is actually a nominal report just someone comes out and deflates it the terms of trade were up four and a half percent in the december quarter that means export prices are racing ahead of import prices so the income side of the economy is booming that's great for government because that also comes in as much welcome tax revenues as well so the more that we're powering through march we've got great as you say 
bulk commodities, base metals, all of that is great for the income side of the economy. And, uh, and more of that would be most welcome because we've got a big debt to pay off down the track. We do have a big debt to go and pay off, so that is something that we have to go and focus on, try and normally grow our way out of this funk, and I'm sure we'll probably get there. All things you know, being considered, fingers crossed, we can do that. Uh, I mentioned the banks because we were talking about uh, rising bond yields. Uh, the team had a chat earlier today with Andrew Veland from DP Wealth Advisory. Now, he was asked how to go and play the thematic of ETFs uh, in a rising bond yield environment. So he came up with some great little, uh, ideas here when it comes to uh, giving you exposure to global banks, also to go and how to play the Aussie bank and diversify without having to go and buy all the individual names themselves. Also having to look at some of the small company uh, funds that are out there, which obviously tailor their offering to more cyclically exposed companies as well. So uh, some ideas there for the ETS space. We know that you all love that as well. Uh, we also had a chat with John Lockton at Wilson's Advisory. Uh, we're asking about the, uh, the mindset of an analyst, a, a broker, how they come up with the, uh, you know, the thinking when they go and move the, you know, the, the buy rating, the sell rating, uh, and the price target, the methodology behind that. And we used Afterpay. And of course, being buy now, pay later, I kind of hijacked it a little bit. Uh, John mentioned uh, no, the word credit, and that uh, that triggered me off because, of course, you just uh, can't help yourself. They're not, they're can not you? treated as, uh, <laughs> as credit providers, uh, but uh, they should they're be, in my opinion. Outside of scope, still, but, but uh, I assume for not much longer. But look, uh, it's really worthwhile though, having to listen there to how he goes through the process of how the uh, the, the methodology is used to go and come up with those uh, those broker recommendations and price targets that we go through every day here at Ausbiz. Uh, look. Everything is always covered here on the uh, on Ausbiz, and we did speak to an IPO company today, Beauty and Wellness Easy Life Sciences. Now it's a, a very micro cap, uh, six million dollar IPO. But uh, we had a chat with the chief executive there, Philippa Lewis, about how the company, which is only two and a half years old, uh, got to where it is today. And really interesting chat. We know that we love the IPOs here. We know that we love the success stories, and we know that very very small companies can grow into very big companies quite quickly. And I think COVID probably helped there with the uh, the home beauty industry. Uh, not they're not just the only not just online furniture and home offices. It's also self care and mental health care as well. Well, talking about hijacking conversations. Uh, look, uh, I, my view today is about uh, short selling, and uh, I go through a bit of what I used to get up to in the past. I was a short seller, but uh, not in the equity market world, but uh, in the FX world, that when you have to go and uh, you know, sell one to go and buy the other when it comes to pairs trading. Um, what's your view when it comes to uh, short selling? Net? Have you got a... Well, I, I am on board with uh, short selling currencies. It's a deep and liquid market, and what you do doesn't necessarily impact anyone else. But I guess the, the pushback from the Wall Street shorters is you can literally damage companies with with your views. Um, so one thing that I am on board with is both sides should be at the table, the fact that you can get away with short selling, but you can't buy it back and squeeze them out. Apparently that's not acceptable, but the short selling is. So I think we have a lot of regulatory and moral issues to dig through when it comes to trading equities as opposed to FX. Yeah, look, uh, everyone's got their views on it. I see short sellers as... Look, everyone, there's bad apples in every cart, uh, but uh, a lot of short sellers are not there to go and, uh, and try and destroy good companies, quite the contrary. Uh, checks and balances put in place, fraudulent activity and the like. You go and speak to some of the other more I know, high-profile short sellers out there, and you'll see the methodology. They go in intricate detail to go and find out you know, people who have a background, who have shown prior form in this space. And so there's checks and balances. And I just look at the equity market and they're, by and large, there's way too many cheerleaders out there. Now, 
I want to go and see stocks go up. I want to see my portfolio increase in value. But I don't want to go and see fraudulent companies go and, uh, and get away with things that uh, might not necessarily be the case if these people didn't exist. So everyone's got their views. I'm sure probably... Maybe uh, if cash wasn't free for this long, these zombie companies wouldn't be existing either. Well, maybe short, maybe short <laughs> sellers wouldn't exist. But maybe uh, no, there'd be more short sellers if there wasn't so, uh, so much uh, money sloshing around. But it is interesting and it, uh, it's quite an emotive debate at times. A lot of people have got different views as to what's going on. On. Look, uh, let's go and get to our stock segment. Uh, we've got obviously in the uh, the call today. Koshi sat down with uh, Michael uh, Wayne from Medallion Financial and Andrew Page from Strawman.com.au to go and get their views on Wiser. Of course, it's a lender. Uh, no, basically, you no know, smaller amounts. So it's a business primarily at this stage, but uh, is branching out. Uh, let's take a listen as to what they thought about company Wiser. I mean, revenue was up 350% in the second quarter from, from a year ago. Yeah. And just from the first to the second, it was up 43%. So they, they've got a lot of market share to grab, um, and they seem to be executing really well so yeah. far. So this is, this is definitely good news. Yeah. Um, the, the tricky thing, as we were, we were touching on before, is, is the valuation uh, with, with a lot of these things. Lending is a cyclical kind of sector uh, and an industry. And so it's not always smooth sailing. So it's just, I think that's the, the part to get your head around. And I just haven't done the work to have any great informed opinion on, on that side of things. Yeah. They need to access more and more credit uh, as they grow to lend out more and more money. So it's a good sign that they're able to access the funds through the market. Um, their default rates or their arrears rates is very, very low, less yeah. than 1%, which is impressive. So they're obviously got fairly good back-end systems and fairly good technology being able to weed out those customers that are credit worthy and able to repay the money. So it seems like quite an interesting proposition. Um, They say that they're more ethical in terms of the way that they lend and the way that Mm. they chase up money. Um, And early signs and early indications are that they are slightly different from some of the payday lenders that we've seen out there in the past. Um, But for mine, it's a pretty cyclical business. um, And for that reason, I would just prefer to to look at other things and more established names, but it's definitely one I think to keep an eye on. And there you have it, uh, not going in the portfolio today. Uh, Gotham, our producer, said that uh, no, it was a watch and, uh, and, and wait uh, prospect, but uh, that doesn't make for a good portfolio. So eh, not going in today. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyone who added that uh, to their portfolio today would have been pretty happy, uh, up 5%, I can see here on my screen. Uh, look, uh, Annette, uh, let's go and look ahead. We've had a big macro week, which continues again tomorrow. What is on the, uh, the agenda and what should we be looking out for? Well, we've just shut the door on activity for 2020 and tomorrow we will be getting January retail sales and January trade balance. And uh, both of those are going to continue the same theme. The consumer is spending and they're also spending means imports. So imports and exports are still keeping up with each other, but we're still managing some trade surpluses, something I certainly didn't see while studying economics. There was no such thing. So tomorrow is our first taste of Q one yeah, it was all about the current account wasn't it back it's in the all, day yeah that is banana republic it, days back then yeah it used to be that was used to be one of the main drivers for the uh, for the currency markets in the old uh, current account uh, that's gone by the wayside hasn't it sure it's all has. about central bank and uh, operation twists and yield curve control <laughs> and everything else in between now uh look uh we do have another great batch of guests coming up on the program tomorrow we kick off at 8 30 with uh kerry craig who's executive director of global market strategy at uh, jp morgan uh, asset management here in australia we also speak with don hampson who's the managing director of Plato, uh, Chief Executive, AV Anger, Fund Manager, Charter Hall, Long Whale, REIT. 
will join us as well uh, just before the midday. Uh, they're going to discuss the uh, company's uh, sale and lease back of the DJ store here in Sydney. Of course, a lot of uh, no, Sydney siders will know that store very, very well. Also joined by uh, Roger Montgomery, of course, uh, from Montgomery Investments. And then we wrap up the day with David Bossio, Director of Corporate Finance, Sean Partners. Now, he's based in Perth and he loves the miners. So no doubt we'll have a bit of a powwow about what's going on in the, uh, in the West uh, particularly, we've got the other uh, state election coming up there in just a couple of weeks' time. So we sure do, and he wants to keep those borders shut to keep the voters in. Well, that won't make it very uh, hard, will it, to go and uh, get staff to go and do all that money activity? But we'll see what happens. It looks like it'll be a landslide. But uh, great to go and have a chat with David. I'm looking forward to doing that when we, uh, we're going to wrap up tomorrow afternoon. Well, speaking of wrapping up, how about we go wrap up? Go put the feet up. It's hump day. The tail end of the week. Let's go and enjoy it. Enjoy your Wednesday evening.